the state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at an historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laugh as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. Thank you, as always, so much for tuning in. This is part two of the Hoover Dam. Damn, 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 damn. I wish I was your lover. Remember that song, Sophie? Was that Sophie B. Hawkins? It's a jam. I think it is. Yeah. It, it is. She's in an episode of uh, Community. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's good. Oh, that's um, right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's the gas leak season though, so that's why none of us are remembering it. Oh, fair enough. Speaking fair of remembering, I forgot to shout out. I'm I'm the research associate for this one. So as always, send your complaints to our complaint department, Jonathan Strickland at iHeartRadio.com. Let's do the damn thing. All right. The Great Depression is a thing. It does happen. It unfolds. And this is terrible for the United States. This is also terrible for the Western world in general, if we're being honest. But it is a silver lining for what we call the Hoover Dam because hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people looking for work the great age of the hobo, uh, they descend on the Las Vegas area because they hear the government is hiring and they're going to pay you an honest wage, not enough to become a millionaire or a robber baron yourself, but enough to have a place to live and make sure you and your family don't starve. And of course, a lot of them don't get hired. When these guys get hired, they are moved out en masse to a place called Boulder City, uh, intentionally built community six miles from the work site of the dam, which we visited. 
And that's also definitely in Fallout New Vegas, right? I Isn't Boulder so. City like a place where you hang out? I feel like it has to be. Even if it wasn't real, that's such a Fallout thing. There's like Rivet City in Fallout 4, or no, sorry, Fallout 3. Um, and then in New Vegas, I swear there was like Boulder City, or there's like a, there's a there's a sheriff kind of deal. I'm almost positive, but I could be mistaken. But um, that's another thing about that um that film that we watched, you know, the, the before yeah, the tour, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. very fallout vibes, very like rah, rah America kind of stuff. But then also fallout beautifully uh, filters all of that kind of flag waving sentiment through this dystopian lens and just may, ah, they're so good. Um, I'm bummed that people say Starfield sucks, but I don't know. You, you I think you like it. But I have I'm, I'm, I'm a little thrown because a couple of these reviewers that I really dig yeah. are just really dumping on dog it. it on it it's a it's a matter of expectations and also uh to a point max made in a previous episode it is a bethesda game which means in my opinion it is a crockpot game you mm. can eat it right when uh right right when the schedule says it's ready but it gets <laughs> really good as time goes on and that's you gotta like no i know you had a little bit of candidly put a little bit of fomo oh yeah about not being on day I one love bethesda games I've yeah probably, i've never not loved one you're 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 totally in the catbird seat on it because wait i would say wait like a year and then a lot of the basic fixes will come out which always happens with bethesda. i just heard even the story setup is a little silly like yeah. it's like it, like it's like you're a dirt farmer and then all of a sudden you get picked up by the spaceship and now all of a sudden you're an explorer or whatever. I mean, I'm just going to say the worst part about it is that uh, Microsoft needs to get out of their own damn way and let it be on PS5. Agreed. That's for damn sure. Agreed. No question. It's, it's not. A, it, that's so that's so ridiculous. because It was all they said the entire these are long development cycles that is always oh, going to be on PS5. Now you got me scared that Elder Scrolls six is not going to be in there because. I'm not going to get an Xbox. I was thinking about it, but then I, after hearing what I was hearing, I, I decided to pull back and just play more uh, No Man's Sky, which is also another game that is finally at like its peak Coming level to its own. after yeah after being out there for several years without some of the things that were promised. But speaking of what was promised, there uh, we, we promised you a uh, an episode about the Hoover. Team. <laughs> so <laughs> not a commentary on Bethesda, right? So Boulder City, if you want to go, uh, we recommend visiting a restaurant called the Dillinger, mm -hmm. uh, which was definitely an aesthetic choice. Mm -hmm. uh, good burgers. Cool little antique store next door. Oh, yeah. That, that it was awesome and had all kinds of crazy stuff, but it's the kind of place that if you look closely enough, you'll see some problematic little blackface figurines yeah. and things like that. Like, Nevada and, and California are very interesting places because you've got your liberal hubs mm -hmm. and then you've got your, like, for lack of a better term, more like, I guess, rednecky kind of rural communities and there's all kinds of weird shit going yeah. on in those pockets, you know? If you guys don't mind if I jump in, I promise this is my last aside, but when I was in Montana, uh, you know, I was stopping to get gas. It's like, you know, driving through Montana, you get gas when gas is available. So right. I went to this place in this town called Big Timber, no joke, yeah. Big Timber, Montana, and it was a gas station, uh, a casino, a gift shop, mm -hmm. a package store, the package store is mixed in with gas stations, and guns. Actually, it was 50% guns. It's just it. like assault rifles sitting around. Everything you, you guys, yeah, You guys know me, how I, my relationship with guns. So I was very uncomfortable walking through that side. But uh, thankfully, I found out the restroom was in the uh, gift shop part. Oh, of course. Uh, but do you Exit through the gift shop. Exit. Uh, evacuate. 
your bowels right. through, through the gift shop. Do um, that we we've got to stay there too um, on an aside because just to just to illustrate the way uh, these cultural differences can hit. And we're not judging here. Uh, I think it was surprising for those of us in Vegas. It was surprising for all of us. We went to this big festival and there were a lot of big names there. TLC, like Sheryl Crow, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it was Ryan Seacrest, the radio host, was one of the big MCs. And he mentioned the Moderna vaccine, which was the manufacturer of Moderna is a partial sponsor of that festival. And this crowd erupted in booze. They turned. And we we definitely, I think, all had a wake-up moment there. Oh, and one last side. Did you guys know Ryan Seacrest is the most famous alum of my high school? Oh, wow. We do know. high school alum. Yeah. Wow. about that? He's well, probably he's a, bragging about uh, you right now. His uh, football jersey was up in the uh, weightlifting. Is that, is that when they, like, retire it because you're such a big deal? Well, yeah. he's a good-looking man, and I'm sure was a fine football player and is excellent great kicker. at, uh, at he was talking a great kicker for a living. Said. But what does he know about the Hoover Dam? Not as much no. as you when we finally <laughs> do this episode. <laughs> it does appear that way, but much like a lot of, like, Los Alamos, you know, for example, sure. where they tested the atomic bomb. Yeah. Some of these long-term projects, they these cities, like, little, you know, build these communities are built around it to house and and feed the workers. And it does become almost like a barracks type situation. But uh, Boulder City was very much that thing, you know. Um, and uh, all of these folks that were hired um, and set, took up residence in Boulder City set to work uh, building this uh, dam after the government found this contractor for the what was uh, described as a 60-story arch-style dam. Yes. Um, and the contract is awarded uh, in 1931, March of 1931, to six different companies. Um, and then uh, they actually have, uh, a, I believe, a $5 million performance bond, um, which is what? Like, that's like when you say you're bonded for, you know, doing home repairs or whatever. That's what this is. But this is a bit of a heavier burden to the point where that's why all of these firms had to kind of pool their resources in order to meet that benchmark for this project. Yeah, exactly. They had to they had to put up the money to show that they were serious is really what this means. And that is a steep amount. You know, the the first step of construction after you get through all the wheeling and dealing and talking turkey the the first real step is blasting out those canyon walls they have to make four diversion tunnels for the water we've been describing dams as walls um i'm thinking now perhaps it's more accurate to describe a dam as something that turns a river into a gated community there are different uh, redundancies you have to build in in case the water rises above the level of the dam in case you need to bleed off the supply in different ways. So they have to build out these diversion tunnels. And the entire time they're building this thing, this enormous, audacious, ridiculous structure, they are facing very strict, very unsafe deadlines. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right, Noel. It's, it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. We're talking stuff OSHA would not approve of today. 140 degree tunnels, that's how hot they are. Carbon monoxide poisoning, which definitely got covered up, by the way. Eventually, this all leads the employees to go on strike for more than a week in, uh, what was it, August 1931? So it was so bad that these people who had traveled with no other hope of employment, even they were saying, okay, we're not working until we know we're not going to die, or at least not all of us. Oh, yeah, 100%. And like we said at the top of the show, um, in order to, to do to mount an audacious project of this scale, you know, there's going to be some literal human capital involved. And that was one of the questions that we asked our tour guide, whose name you keep, you keep giving him a great nickname. Hoover was it? Matt. Hoover Matt. Uh, we asked, you know, roughly how many, how many lives were lost in the execution of this project. And I think it was something like only... A couple of hundred on paper, mm -hmm. but like probably more like five or six hundred because some of them were very uh, suspiciously um, attributed to natural causes. Right. But it may have been natural causes brought on by perhaps the inhalation of some of these, this debris and, you know, the gases and whatever. And I know we heard one story about someone who may have been like, you know, uh, Edgar Allan Poe style encased alive, you know, in, in concrete. Well, yeah, yeah. That's a good tease, you know, because we'll, we'll get to that cask of Amontillado kind that's of the situation. Way, that's, that's the story. Yeah. But, uh, but you're right. And also, you know, the government is being a bit cold 
here, they're saying, just as we said at the top, they're saying, well, you got to break a few eggs. And if those eggs are human lives, we better make sure this is a hell of an omelet at the end. Like in their rationale, they could say natural causes because asphyxiation is the natural result of being exposed to too much carbon monoxide. Uh, <laughs> kind of evil stuff. At, and they, uh, so they complete two of the tunnels and they use the rock that they have taken out of the canyon to form a temporary dam, like a placeholder dam to rechannel the path of the river in November 1932. And then they start clearing out the walls that are going to be the um, containers of the dam, like where the dam is anchored. So these guys are a hundred feet above the canyon floor, just suspended. For anybody with fear of heights, cough, cough, max. Picture that. Feel oh, 800. It. 800. Did I say you said, a, you said a hundred. Oh, let's keep it in. 800. Sure. Even yeah, worse. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, 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 it reminds me of those images of folks building the skyscrapers in New York, like eating their lunch pails, like sitting on these crazy beams, you know? I mean, like these are jobs <laughs> that require bravery, you know, absolute uh, ability, you know, courage under fire, under under pressure. And also, you know, that's the kind of stuff that can often be taken advantage of. And I believe there were a few strikes that took place, you know, when the when the powers that be that were in charge of this project weren't listening to the demands of workers and were forcing them into very, very unsafe circumstances in order to get this thing done uh, at, at budget or under budget and on time. I will say the only thing crazier than those photos of people eating on those beams is the fact that they were allowed to bring lunch pails up there. Yes. Because that thing falls from that high. Oh, these are heavy, like tin lunch pail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys. It's going gonna, it's gonna to kill someone. You guys. Easy. You guys are catastrophizing. No, it did happen. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, lunchbox deaths were a thing. That might be an episode. That might be something we mentioned. Skyscraper construction in the past. Uh, so in addition to being 100 to 800 feet above the canyon floor, these guys were carrying jackhammers that weighed 44 pounds. They were carrying metal poles to knock stuff loose. And uh, there were a lot of falling workers who died. There was a lot of equipment uh, that fell on people who later Potentially died. Lunch pails, Potentially lunch pails. Potentially lunch pails. Lunch pails, excuse me. And also a lot of rocks that fell and killed people. And meanwhile, as they've built the coffer dam and they're building up the actual fax dam, uh, shout out to our pal Lauren Vogelbaum, the riverbed is dried on one side, and this allows them to start building the power plant and the four intake towers and the rest of the permanent dam. They mix cement on site. They hoist it across the canyon on these 20-ton cableways, and they give, I, I think when, they, when they're all rolling, and they're firing on all pistons, so to speak. A fresh bucket of concrete reaches the crews every 78 seconds. And they have to uh they have to fight the heat now because concrete is putting off heat as it cools. And it will take decades and decades for this concrete to completely cure. That part was super interesting to me. Um, in our Hoover Dam tour, the what they had to do to 
exactly to mitigate like you know the just raw heat of the sun you know beating down on this concrete as it dried because it's putting out all this energy and they had to i think yeah like you said like pump water through it that was just specifically to keep it cool yeah, and that was that was a whole other yeah that was a whole other thing to solve a problem that had nothing to do with like you know ultimately the end game of the project you know mm-hmm. luckily I think it's, it's genius it's like, who really came up smart. with that who figured that out like I mean you know I know that a lot of the stuff is just based on mathematics and and you know uh, calculations that have been around for a long time and we know vast structures were uh, you know built uh, much further back in history than this but I still feel like this is very, very impressive. Again, not making excuses for how the human capital element in this, you know, panned out. Uh, Not great, uh, but ultimately not awful considering what the project was, the scope of it, and, you know, ultimately the fact that it has stood the test of time, you know, to this day. Yeah, and they were, and also to the point about genius and invention, sure, yes, they were using established techniques from other projects, other engineering marvels. However, I would argue that the scale becomes a kind of genius all its own. That's That pipe system that we're talking about, fellow ridiculous historians, that's 600 miles of pipe just to circulate water through the concrete blocks. And, and this is a temporary thing. I mean, this isn't like even necessary once the thing has cured, right? They built a circulatory system is what they did for the dam. It's crazy. It becomes like a living thing. And Pretty unbelievable. Yeah, and there's, so there's an architect named Gordon Kaufman who has made a lot of the visual renderings. Of course, Gordon is not going to be laying concrete himself, but he says, yeah, let's emphasize how ridiculously big this thing is. So all his renderings kind of showcase the mass of the structure. That's why you can see that whole curved face of the dam, and there's not a decoration on it. It's just block after cyclopean block of concrete. And the power plant has horizontal aluminum fins for windows, which is very, you know, futuristic at the time, very space age, though they wouldn't have used the word. And there, there is one thing we have to note, and you'll see it anytime you take a tour. Uh, the interior has some aesthetic touches that are meant to pay homage to Native American cultures. I say homage. Is that, right. is that like saying no. reservoir? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I would, I, home, no one would ever say anything other than homage, okay. in my opinion. I've never heard anybody, if someone said homage, I would, I would look at them sideways. It'd be but, like saying vag. Instead of exactly. vague. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or or like a, a salve instead of salve. Oh, uh, yeah. I, think, I have a tough way with that one. I think I can go either way, too, but I have been, been mocked for saying salve. Um, but I believe, again, um, Hoover Matt, when he was giving us a tour of the power plant, there were two specifically mentioned a Native American kind of like tile pieces yes. on the floor mm-hmm. that uh, that were, you know, very much uh, a nod to, to the, you know, the indigenous people of this part of the, of, of the country. Um, and also, I believe, were kind of a nod to the grandiosity of the project mm-hmm. as well. I can't quite remember what was depicted, but there were two big mosaic uh, floor tile pieces right around those, uh, not, not reactors, those turbines. Yeah. Um, the, the power it, plant. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And there's a little bit of a, I mean, not a little bit. I think there's quite a bit of irony or paradox to those homages because the um, 
you know, these designs are put in place almost like lip service, while at the same time, the federal government is taking traditional sources of water from indigenous communities. That's right. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's sticky. It's a sticky wicket. But yeah, to your point, Noel, uh, they were adaptations of uh, Pima, Okama, and Membres patterns, uh, motifs from pottery, baskets, and sand paintings from uh, people traditionally living in the Colorado uh, watershed. And now what we see is the formation of another lake. It is like the younger, less evil brother of the Salton Sea, Lake Mead, Lake Mead is starting to form. And by the time, and uh, the final block of concrete is laid in 1935. Now the dam is 726 feet above the canyon, September 30th. 20,000 people get together. And now there's another guy who's president. His name, Franklin Roosevelt. They're commemorating the completion of the dam. We're talking 5 million barrels of cement, 45 million pounds of uh, steel rebar, reinforcement steel, excuse me. And at this point, this thing has 6.6 million tons of concrete. It is the tallest dam in the world. If you took, Yeah, if you took the same amount of concrete, you could pave a road from San Francisco all the way to the Big Apple. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details.
It's incredible. And like I said, I mean, you know, just, just the, the, the reveal of it driving up, not to mention once you get up on that observation deck. I mean, it's like the world's largest, most insane skateboard, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, or something, yeah. you know, um, but just like the arch of it all and just like the way it's drilled into the, the rocks, the surrounding rocks. It almost... It's it's like I think what I really like about David Lynch movies, you know, where it's this pairing of sort of the natural world with this industrial stuff. And I think Lynch isn't always even doing that as like a negative commentary on industrialization. I think he genuinely finds that hybrid kind of form to be beautiful. And I think it can be, you know, not, not, not only because of what it represents in terms of like, you know, the ability to harness this stuff and the whole very grand notion of playing God. Um, but it looks cool. It's, it's, it, and it, it does have these brutalist kind of touches, you know, with the, the curves of it all and the way it was designed. Yeah. It's crazy. The, the Hoover Dam will leave you wordless when you see it for the first time. I think that's fair to say even just that massive Lovecraftian-esque bridge spanning the canyon uh, directly after the dam, even that just boggles the mind and leaves us inarticulate. Right now, the Hoover Dam saved the Southwest. The Hoover Dam is the reason cities like LA, Las Vegas, and Phoenix are as big as they are. It irrigates 2 million acres. Those turbines you mentioned, Noel, there's 17 of them. They generate, just those 17, enough electricity to power 1.3 million individual homes. It is one of America's seven modern civil engineering wonders. As of 1994, 7 million people visit it annually. Lake Mead is the world's largest, wait for it, reservoir. And uh, 10 million people visit there just to hang out every year. Yeah, lots of, you know, water sports and family, yeah, right, right. family vacations. As the video shows you. It sure does. Yeah, that, that was part of the pitch too, right? right, like, right. The, like the whole, like, yeah, it's all this stuff living in, 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 in harmony, you know, with nature. Um, I think it's super cool. I, I, I think my first awareness of the Hoover Dam outside of like maybe a very early civics class, like in elementary school, was in the movie Beavis and Butthead Do America, where they oh, go yeah. and visit the Hoover Dam. Uh -huh. And of course, I think uh, Beavis goes, <laughs> is, is it a goddamn? Right. <laughs> you know, and I couldn't not think about that, but it I, it makes sense that they featured it because if you're in that part of the world, Vegas, Los Angeles, this part of kind of Southern California uh, and that, you know, that stretch, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. This thing exists and allows all of these other things to exist. Mm -hmm. And it's all because someone kind of did the low-tech version of this, screwed the pooch, and then we had to figure out how to do it right and make it last long-term. Um, and yes, labor laws were a real issue back in these days, and it was, certainly was capitalizing on people's desperation, you know, who needed work. But then it did lead to, I think, what you could argue were some more equitable situations under, you know, um, the New Deal type programs, mm -hmm. which also created like our highway systems and, you know, a lot of the things that we still, you know, depend on and, and rely upon today. And that created a lot of jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yes. that some people today would call socialist, which I think is hilarious and absurd. Well, it did save the country, regardless of people's flavor of ideology. That fact is inescapable. Without the New Deal, 
without those huge public works, uh, the United States would not exist. Uh, and, you know, some people don't like that, but some people might not like gravity. It does not make gravity untrue. Uh, we know we've been going long. Thanks for the smirk there, Max. <laughs> we, we know we've been going long. Uh, this may or may not uh, end up being a two-parter once we get to the edit. There is one tangent we wanted to end on. The myths about the Hoover Dam, which Noli so beautifully set up earlier in, the, in, in our exploration. All right, yes, just like Lake Lanier here in the Atlanta metro area, there was a town on the site of what is now Lake Mead. The city of St. Thomas, Nevada was, Nevada, was flooded when Lake Mead was filled. Uh, and because of severe drought, you can see the ruins of the town again. It was a Mormon or LDS settlement on the Arrowhead Trail between Salt Lake City and L.A. The residents were forced out by the government during uh, like an eminent domain pull uh, in 1935. But the big question, you're probably wondering, the big myth that we're going to bust with the help from our pal, superhero Hoover Matt, the historian. Hoover historian Matt? Hoover Matt's fine. Uh, all sorts of people as you mentioned, have claimed Hoover Dam is secretly a graveyard. The idea is that construction was so frenetic and hurried, the safety concerns were thrown out the window. That part is true, but they'll say that people fell from the heights, they got crushed beneath concrete or rocks, and they got ignored. Authorities gave their family flimsy cover stories about workplace accidents, and they said the river took the bodies. So we, like you said, Noel, we quartered this incredibly knowledgeable, incredibly nice tour guide that we're calling Hoover Matt. We asked him all about this. Matt, if you're listening, thank you, because we know that the four of us basically gathered in a semicircle around you and sort of, it, it kind of tricked you into doing an unrecorded podcast with us. Uh, what, what did Matt tell us about the Hoover Dam? Well, I, I believe I alluded to it earlier, and I hope I didn't spoil it too much. But the there, you know, the whole disparity about the reports uh, of of deaths um, and what they were attributed to. I think that's something that we could you know go into a little deeper here. That um, you know, mo I believe you know what was it? Something like 150, 200, You know, it seems like really, really great. Uh, people were killed. You know, in reported work site accidents out of you know, 21,000 yeah out of tw again i'm not again not trying to uh, every life is important but that's pretty damn good mm -hmm. oh god <laughs> oh, um but off the record i guess or other deaths that were attributed to things like natural causes perhaps you know heart attacks whatever those things could very well have been brought on by some of these less than um uh, optimal working conditions. Um, and then I believe you asked directly if there was any, if any like urban myths or urban legends kind of, and he mentioned this the kind of cask of Amontillado story that we mentioned, alluded to earlier. You want to give us a little bit more of the skinny on that one? Yeah. So there, it turns out that yes, there are inevitable fatalities during the construction those are almost certainly chalked up to this chalked up to the speed of the build but the bodies as far as we can tell were pretty much retrieved in every case and experts can point to most real causes of death the the biggest sticky one is again carbon monoxide poisoning which the government covered up however the legend about hoover dam is a mass grave has an origin point, and here's how Hoover Matt puts it. He says, 
all right, look, these workers were in dirty, slippery, dangerous conditions, often at the mercy of the weather, and sometimes they would take off their boots during certain activities, air their feet out, maybe just try to knock some of the debris off those construction boots. One day, the story goes, and there's a photograph to prove this apparently, a worker's boots dropped from a platform from a great height, just like that emo song, uh, to land upside down in newly laid concrete. So if you right. just look at it, it looks like a dude was buried face down in the concrete. The workers at the time knew no one was dead. They thought it was a cool joke. And so ah, they left it there a little right. bit longer. It's like cool for morale. But over time, this joke without a context became treated as fact. And that's why you hear people say Hoover Dam is like this mass grave, a ghoulish testament to the necessity of workers' rights. That is not true. However, there is a mass grave right next to Hoover Dam. That one we talked about, and Hoover Matt confirmed it, right? Noel, you know what I'm thinking about? I don't think so, no. Lake Mead. Right, that the, 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 the it's, it's more of a... That is sketchier than the dam itself, there like in terms of like of bodies. bodies. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Where the bodies are buried. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're and and you pointed out, I think, um, in an off-air conversation a while back, you were like, "It's." You told me, um, I think it was during when I was still doing car stuff. Uh, we did something on Lake Mead or underwater burials, and I think it was you who said, "Oh yeah, totally." The mob, the mob is killing people and putting them in Lake Mead. It turns out you you were. Very correct on that. 100%. Yeah. And also, you know, if we've seen the movie Casino, you know, they describe the, the desert surrounding Las Vegas as being full of holes. So oh, yeah, um, that's, a, that's another part of it. But yeah, man, this is, I don't know, who knew that this would be as interesting a topic as, I mean, maybe I hope, I hope I don't, I'm not speaking for our listeners and saying that I hope you found it interesting, <laughs> but I know the three of us did. Uh, and it was, you know, an excellent thing to visit. And also uh, really, really pretty pretty epic to talk about mm -hmm. and max you've got to go with us next time well you know uh it is a great ambition of ours to have the three of us get back on the road so who knows folks maybe uh maybe in 2024 we will be uh seeing you in person hope springs like the Colorado River Eternal. Uh, so thank you as always for tuning in. Big, big thanks to our super producer, Mr. Max Big Sky Williams. Uh, big, big thanks, of course, to Jonathan Strickland, a.k.a. The Quister. Who else? Who else? Who else? Oh, geez. Um, Alex Williams, who composed our theme, Christopher Osiotis and Eve's Chef Coats here in Spirit. Uh, yeah, the, all the hits. I think you, I think, I think that about covers us. Uh, Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover, Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. Woodrow Wilson, Kiss Our Collective Grits. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, EAP. Um, that's how we refer to Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, FDR. Uh, Shout out Follow the House of Usher, by the way. I know mm -hmm. we're past spooky season, but I just enjoyed the hell out of that. I think it's the best thing that uh, Mike Flanagan has done. Um, and it's a really cool reimagining of a lot of that Poe lore. And highly recommend it if anyone's looking for a little bit of a spook fest. You know, I always have your back on that, Noel. I believe it is always Halloween in America. Indeed. And in our hearts. We'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Avalon Waterways. Ben, are you in major need of a vacation right now? Noel, you're a mind reader. I am, and uh, aren't we all? We are. While cruising remains popular, there's something big happening in the industry, and that is, my friend, smaller ships. True story. The intimate ships of Avalon Waterways can go where the big ships can only dream, through winding passageways, rolling vineyards, and castled hills, into the heart of timeless cities and storybook villages. That sounds like a delight. See how Avalon's smaller ships promise greater discoveries, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time. Special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.